<clears throat> All right, Glenn. Um, I'm just going to take a sip of water and then I'll do the, the spoiler intro. Spoiler intro? The cuss you are. The cuss am I? The cuss who are the you. Cuss, who the cuss you think you're talking to? I'm talking to cussing Miguel Magusto. Cuss right. you! Cuss no, you, Benjamin Bunn! Cuss you! <laughs> the following podcast contains spoilers for Fantastic Mr. Fox. You have been cussing warned! I might have had a slight seizure in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my chest hurts a little bit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of KFI News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That That's was pretty cussing cool what we just did right there. It was. Yeah, yeah. My, mm-hmm. uh, You know, nothing is better for vocal warm-ups than growling like an animal. Absolutely. Because it definitely keeps your voice silky smooth. hundred <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Everything goes down like butter now. Butter. Uh, but yeah, how you doing, Glenn? I'm all right. I just worked a really ridiculous shift, and yeah. now, I, now I can hopefully relax until something else happens at work next month where we have to go crazy again, mm-hmm. for the love of God. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen, and your boy can just get well-rested and work normally like a human yeah. being. That'd be <laughs> nice, yeah. But other than that, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. It's pretty uh, fantastic, but not the Mr. Fox. That was today. Uh, mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it was pretty cool. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, what movies did you watch? Mm, I watched <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Which yes. we have a review up. Hot and skittly doodly woodly YouTubity. And I don't know how I managed to say any of that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. It was a little yeah. bit of a busy weekend as far as Understandable. trying to watch a subbed movie like I wanted to. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Completely understandable. I watched uh, eight movies, oh. which is really funny because uh, yesterday I was like, man, I haven't really watched that many movies this week. Uh, it turns just- out absolutely cranked them yeah i watched as many as i normally do mm-hmm. uh the first one i watched uh is an ingmar bergman film from my ingmar bergman collection from the life of Mar- of the marionettes uh german language funnily enough he's a swedish director but he made a german language film mm. uh it follows uh the aftermath of uh and and the pre-math of this guy killing a prostitute oh uh or sex worker sorry i, I don't know if prostitutes offensive now or not uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he kills one and it just kind of like fall like looks at, and it, it's kind of done in like an interview fashion where it talks to people who knew him like before and after and all that. Yeah. Uh, r- really, really well done movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, then I rewatched from the Igmar Bergman collection, uh, hour of the wolf. Uh, this came up on the 1001 movies last year. So I watched it for the first time then. But mm-hmm. as I said, I'm trying to watch the Ingmar Bergman movies in the suggested order. So this was after From the Life of Mary, and that's uh, still love that movie. It's great. It's got some of the best pacing in the world. Uh, Very good. Yeah, really suggest people check it out. Then I watched Cocaine Bear. We have a review for that on the YouTubes. You can check that out. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched The Golden Coach. Uh, really boring, romantic, tri- triangle-type movie from the 50s. And we know me and romance... 
Yeah, uh, we do. He, and that is exasperated uh, whenever it's from the 50s. I, I don't like Golden Age romantic movies, uh, even more so than I don't like modern romantic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really care for it. I honestly don't see why it's so beloved. Uh, I mean, I understand, w- w- like, I didn't like it as much as other people, but it also didn't really give me enough to be like, oh, oh yeah, I understand. Usually the ones I don't like, I'm still like, I understand why that's on there. Mm-hmm. This one is just like a very standard movie, so I don't know why it's on there at all. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah. Then Caitlin and I, uh, going through the Oscar Best uh, Picture nominees, watched mm-hmm. Tar with Kate Blanchett. It was a rewatch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it. Surprised she really enjoyed it because it's a slow burn, like a really slow Ooh. burn. Maybe uh, it's just because Kate Blanchett's just so goddamn good. She is so goddamn good. Uh, but yeah, that is Tar. Highly suggest people check that out if they get a chance. Then watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. We'll get into that in just a minute. Then I watched uh, a film called Parallel Mothers, which is pretty much uh, my worst nightmare as a parent. Oh my God. Uh, which I did not know. Like, I knew it was about these two mothers who kind of bonded. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but uh, and this isn't spoiling anything. It kind of is given. Uh, uh, it's a baby swap movie. Oh. Um,. And it's uh, horrifying because uh, that still happens today. Probably not as much as it did, you know, when we were born. It still uh, happens. Yeah. Uh, at least when uh, my son, my, my boy, was born, mm. they had a pretty good system to make sure that that didn't happen. Uh, and so that con- kid 120% looks exactly like oh you. Oh, my so God. It's, it's yeah. very safe to say you're good. Honestly, if he's not mine, shocked. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's a mini-me. It's a pretty it, good swap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty good swap. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, e- even though it was, like, my worst nightmare, it's a really well-made movie. It's a Spanish film with Penelope Cruz. Oh. Uh, really well done. I, I highly enjoyed it. Um, so I suggest people check that out. Then I went to the Regal Mystery Movie Monday last night. Uh, mm-hmm. And the movie was the, I actually guessed the movie right this time. Holy crap! It was that movie Champions with uh, um, Woody Harrelson and Kate Olson mm-hmm. or Kate, Caitlin Olson. I don't know if she goes by Kate or Caitlin, uh, but from It's Always Sunny, um, yeah, Sweet D. Uh, of course, this movie is a a it's it's essentially the Mighty Ducks where a professional coach, oh no, he's a lawyer in Mighty Ducks, but in this he's a professional coach gets into a hit and run. Uh, not a hit and run, a drunk driving accident with a police officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets community service and is told for his community service he has to coach this team, which this team is of uh, um, intellectually challenged, I think is the word they use. I just want to use the verbiage that they use uh, to respect Special it. needs. Yeah, special needs um, uh, adults. So, uh, you know, it's it's not kids, they're adults. Um and you know it's it's cheesy it's campy but i really enjoyed it it's a feel good movie mm-hmm. uh it's not going to blow anyone's socks off but it, it is it's got a lot of <laughs> here i am wishing that i could have those just straight blown <laughs> off damn uh but yeah it is um a really uh really f- funny movie for for the most part uh, a lot of really funny moments uh really does a great representation of showing that like even though they are uh, special needs or intellectually challenged, as, as they said in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, they are adults that uh, can live normal lives uh, just with a little help. They're uh, very competitive, too. Yes, and, uh, and it's it's just really 
I don't know. It's a it's a funny movie. You have to see it. I highly mm-hmm. suggest people check it out. Again, not gonna blow your socks off, but it's a good feel feel good movie. Uh, Cheech Marin's also in there. So uh, oh yeah, and it, so is there Ernie Hudson. Nice. Um, yeah. So that comes out March tenth, I believe. So uh, yeah, coming up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Let's get into Fantastic Mr. Fox. And so it begins. Welcome to the fantastic world of Mr. Fox. Woo! Should we dance? His life is fantastic. <laughs> Pure wild animal craziness. His wife is fantastic. If what I think is happening is happening, it better not be. His neighbors, not so fantastic. This is Boggus, Bunce, and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in his valley. What was that? They're digging us up. But they're about to discover... Oh, Foxy. Is help on the way? He's one fox. I've got an idea. You can't outfox. Mole, what do you got? I can see in the dark. We can use that. Rabbit, I'm fast. Badger, demolitions expert. What? Since when? An urbane fox cannot resist returning to his farm raiding ways and then must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation. Mm. Directed by Wes Anderson, written by Ronald Dahl. Uh, he wrote the you book. You did it again. What it up? Damn it. It's Roald Dahl. Rolled. God damn me. <laughs> I even, like, even reading, like, er- a little bit earlier, trying to read some of the fun little facts. I was like, man, Ronald, good good for Ronald. He's doing, he's making his own book and <laughs> everything like that. Did you not like read Roald Dahl when you were a kid? No. Oh, there you go. I don't think I did, at least. Uh, BFG? Yeah. Yeah, big fucking gun, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, it's written by Roald Dahl, uh, the Thank book, you. and then the, the movie, Wes Anderson and uh, Noah Baumbach. It stars George Clooney, Merle Streep, Bill Murray, goddamn Jason Schwartzman, uh, Wallace Waldarski. Uh, Eric Chase Anderson, Owen Wilson, Willem Dafoe, Jarvis Cocker, Wes Anderson himself is in there, Michael Gambon, there's just a shit ton of people, he he loves using the same people over and over again, and we love to see those people's careers get fucking movies. Yes. Um, So yeah, this has been on the list for a while, as any movie that I usually pick for any of my my weeks, Um, (laughs) but specifically with Wes Anderson, it is hard for me to find the motivation to watch his movies because he's yeah. very not saying that his movies are bad they're just very unique and stylish that i have to be in the mood for those mm-hmm. um and this one i i know it's very uh widely loved as far as audiences go uh, kids and adults alike which is super cool yeah. because this was a kid's book and so they're just into this shit. I'm just like, wow, if a kid likes it, I gotta like it. Guess <laughs> what? I probably did. We gotta talk about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said last week that I watched this when it was in theaters in 2009. Thanksgiving Day 2009. Almost mm-hmm. hit a deer. That's another story that I already told. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think the thing I like most about this, obviously, I, I think this is a good movie. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Wes Anderson's style. I completely understand some people need to be in the mood to watch his stuff because uh, it is a very unique style. Um, but the thing that I like most about this movie is that uh, unlike other animated movies where they record the audio in a studio, 
Yeah. Uh, he actually got all the actors together and recorded it like live where like uh, in the behind the scenes, you see uh, there's one part where uh, George Clooney is on a motorcycle, like making himself bounce up and down mm-hmm. uh, and, and delivering the lines. Um, and uh, it's, just, it's just a really unique way of, of um, getting the dialogue recorded. And you can kind of hear, you know, all, all of the audio oh, it, has like textures and echoes and stuff. It definitely fucked with me throughout the whole movie. I'm like, I feel like a movie like this caliber cannot be doing this not on purpose. There's yeah. no way. And then I yeah. read, I'm like, okay, uh, that makes me feel more at ease right now. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, took I'm, them to sewers, they took them to barns, they took them to all of these different locations. Mm-hmm. Just the, any of the scenes that was happening, they, they've shot in those places. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I think he did that with I- Isle of Dogs as well. I, I don't know for a fact if he did, but I would be surprised if he didn't. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just because he did it with this one, so why wouldn't he do it with that? And then also, uh, not related to Wes Anderson, Rango did that, the Johnny Depp um, chameleon movie. They recorded it. I believe they only did it in studios, but they still got all the actors together Mm -hmm. and recorded it live. Um, So it's just a, you know, it's a Which is the coolest way to do that. Yeah, it's a uh, unique way of getting the audio you need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was watching this movie, having recently told you about the story of seeing it Thanksgiving Day. Yes, yes. God damn, the colors of this movie just scream mm-hmm. Thanksgiving to me. Yeah, not a uh, single blue or green, I read. Yeah, it's all, all ambers and, and, and uh, oranges and browns and reds. Uh, very fall-like movie. Uh, and I, I think it's personally gorgeous to look at. You know, the, the puppets have uh, actual... Well, I don't know if it's fur, but like they have like it's not just like a, a texture. It's like actual fur, and you can see from frame to frame the fur moving as as the uh, animators had mm-hmm. to move move the figures. Uh, so it kind of adds this whole texture to the film that is is charming in its own way. Yeah, it it'd be nice to see this movie in theaters on like a Thanksgiving season. Yeah, like, it'd be cool to go. I wish I could go back in time, but I didn't really go to the movies too much back in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be you really were but cool. A to child, s- I was wee but a small freshman yes. in high school. Um, but yeah, would have would have been pretty cool to do that. Um, like you were, like you were, say- or we were saying earlier, this has got charm and unique styles. I would really enjoy to see uh, Isle of Dogs and see how much of like his his style works super well with the stop motion like a puppeteering yeah. thing and if if he had more movies like that i'd definitely be on board because i really enjoyed this it was yeah. a it was very cool very creative and just charming as fuck right out yeah. the ass or i'm sorry charming as cuss he's charming as cuss yeah this was his first animated feature at least i don't know if he did any shorts mm-hmm. and he's only done i love dog since then um which uh for those you might hear that the isle of dogs Isle of Dogs is meant to sound like I love dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Which, yeah, I also love dogs. And I found that out way too late. Like, probably two months after I watched it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, someone told me that. I was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> or sorry, holy well, cuss, you're right. Well, it's, <laughs> it's also just a real-life thing. There's an Isle of Dogs, like an island. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's yeah, got well, yeah, multiple it's, it's meanings for multiple people. It's, it's, it's got amazing. layers. It's got layers. It's, it's like, like Harry like and the Hendersons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's a thirty rock joke. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely got his style, despite it being animation. Uh, it's the most 
for lack of a better word, cottagecore movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it feels like you'd watch this in a cottage. Uh, yeah. It's a very warm film. Um, it's it's silly. It, it's it's very dry humor, which Wes Anderson's known for. Oh yeah. But I, I would argue that this is probably his driest movie as far as his it's, humor goes. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Um, what's really nice about this movie is there was something I was going to say and it disappeared. So that's I love that it did that for me. Yeah. Just fantastic. Uh, it was super educational. Like, yeah. unnecessarily educational, but you enjoyed it no matter what. You're like, oh, okay, so that's the the name for all these in Latin. Sick. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they just throw random facts, little title cards everywhere, just giving you some information, like a kind of like, not like a kid's book would do necessarily, but like you're learning, like, as a kid, like, oh, that's that's what that is. Yeah. I'm, the, um, the... Is this what being a sentient human being feels like? Wow. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, I, I also love that it has very little CGI, like even the smoke and fire are mm-hmm. stop motion. Um, the the three characters, the three villains, uh, uh, Bogus, Bunce, and Bean, uh, they're, uh, while funny, are also kind of terrifying. Mostly Bean, played by uh, Michael Gambon. Yeah. Um, like, he is a, he's a really good villain for a kid's movie mm-hmm. where he just, you know, even as like a, if you were a human in this world, you'd be like, man, he's not a, he's not a good guy. No. Um, but I, I think it's it's fantastic. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite Willem Dafoe roles. Uh, he yeah. plays he plays the rat, and it, it, I don't know, his part is like one of the funniest parts. Um, he's got the New Orleans drawl to him. Yeah, he's got the New Orleans drawl. Uh, get some cider in you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know any of his lines. I just made he, that up. He says some things. Yeah, um, but when he his death scene is obviously it's kind of funny because it's just a rat and yeah. it's it's kind of done for jokes. But it's also a relatively powerful death scene where he's like, it's probably just because it's Willem Dafoe, but like he, mm-hmm. he's it's the uh, the vocal performance he gives. And I forget what he says, but what he says is like oddly poetic. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's a it's my one of my favorite roles of his. Definitely, at least in one of the, like the voices he does. Yeah, he's a um, rat who rats, and he's definitely my favorite part of this movie too. Yeah, he's he was great. Not in the movie enough, but understandably so. Um, yeah. yeah, it was very fun. Uh, it is significantly short. The runtime is one twenty-seven. Yeah. The beginning. Like the first uh, twenty felt like about thirty-five or so, and, and then like from there it just kind of was smooth sailing for me. Yeah. Other than that, I mean that that wasn't even that bad. It was still one twenty-seven, so that was that would in my brain that would equal around one forty, which isn't too bad. But mm-hmm. other than that little silly willy snippet of time, it was it was it was a pretty smooth, quick uh, quick movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's very well done. Obviously, the artistry of it is probably the best part, which is why he did stop motion animation and not like traditional three D animation or even two D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's beautiful to look at the details, uh, like when they're digging, when the Bogus Bunts and Bean are dis- destroying the tree. Uh, there's one part where they're like they dig so deep that they find cave drawings. Yep. Um, the you see like the root systems of everything. It, it's it's just super a, detailed. It's a gorgeous, warm, cozy Thanksgiving of a movie to look at. Yeah. And 
it, I love the dry wit and humor that they have. Uh, yeah, throughout. my my favorite was the how they kept it PG by like they're cussing, but they're not cussing because they're yeah. just saying cuss. Yeah, is unbearably genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just great. so funny. Because you know, as an adult, obviously you know what they're saying. They're mm-hmm. just replacing it with cuss, and it easily keeps that PG. It's just yeah. like Jesus. That's so smart. I hate yeah. that. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. It's I love it, but I, I hate. It. Damn it! Why did not mm-hmm. think of that? Um, mm. But yeah, this. I mean, I I never read the Roald Doll book. I read a few Roald Dolls. I read BFG, and I want to say James and the Giant Peach. If if that's him, I don't know. Let's see. Um, but, you know, he, I, I I have read a little bit, but I was never, like, a big reader. Probably would have read more if I was a big reader. Yeah, I didn't uh, even figure out his, words but, until I was 12. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, it must be hard getting through life without talking to people. <laughs> I just read lips. It's the closest <laughs> thing I could do. You couldn't read words, but you could read <laughs> lips. Uh, that's great. Uh, but I've always liked Roald Dahl's, like, aesthetic in his mm-hmm. movies and everything, and... You know, I personally there there are some Roald Dahl adaptations, like obviously Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a great Roald Dahl adaptation. Mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the Tim Burton one, doesn't feel like Roald Dahl. Uh, Spielberg's BFG doesn't feel like Roald Dahl to me. Yeah. Um, the the Henry Selick James and the Giant Peach from the nineties that feels like Roald Dahl, but this I feel like captures, you know, the aesthetic that I imagined when I was reading his books the best um, yeah it keeps it keeps like you said the aesthetic of of his version of it and then it absolutely uh is distilled with uh wes anderson's style and world yeah. but it still feels like it came right out of the book yeah definitely uh it was nominated for best picture the year or best animated picture of the year it came out mm-hmm. probably lost to a disney movie that didn't deserve it uh let's see what one because my thing with with i feel like um disney movies like whenever it comes to animated movies everyone votes for the disney movie because they don't see anything else because they don't respect animation yeah um i'm worried that's gonna happen this year because pinocchio should oh you know what up up is one of the few disney movies good one yeah Yeah, it's one of the few disney movies where i'm like okay that that deserves it Mm -hmm. uh man Good year for animation. The the five that were nominated: Up, Coraline, Fantastic oh, Mr. Wow. Fox, The Princess and the Frog, and The Secret of Kells. Yeah, all them fantastic. some good ones. <laughs> yeah, all fantastic animated films. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, it, this is one of my favorite animated movies. Stop motion animation will always be my favorite animation style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it will ever be beat, just because it's it's the it's a cliche, but the physicality—it's such of, hard work. Yeah, the physicality of the work, and like, like it's actually things. It's like you know, practical effects versus CGI effects. I always prefer practical because it's something that's there, even if it looks more fake. It's something that's there, and you can yeah. hold. Uh, and I feel like that's probably the main reason why I like stop motion animation over every other type. It's just so cool. It is so cool and cozy. Mm-hmm. And. Cussing dope and and cuss. I'm cussed the fuck out. Oh shit, that's not how that works. <laughs> uh, but that's all I got to say, really. Yeah, it's about the same. There's yeah. there's so you much. You liked it overall, though. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's just so much to it, and it but it's so simple at the yeah. same time. 
It really is just like color wise and design wise. It feels like Thanksgiving. Mm hmm. And I, I, I'm surprised I didn't realize that the, the other times I watched it. Not even when I watched it in December. During, during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that does it for our review for Fantastic Mr. Fox. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, ah. this was your pick, even though you made me flip a coin or you flipped a coin and I had to call it. Uh, like, Funny like enough, I actually Anton flipped Sugar. a memory card. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what do you think? Does Fantastic Mr. Fox go onto the KFR shelf? So, out of all of Wes Anderson's films, this is so far out of, I think, the four that I've watched, I believe. One, two, three, yeah, four. This is my favorite one so far. Oh, which so, four have you seen? Uh, uh, Grand Budapest, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, and Life Aquatic. Even more than, uh, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel? I really enjoyed that movie, but uh, okay, that I just think, goes to show how much you like this one. Yeah, got it. Um, but I mean, like Moonrise Kingdom and Life Aquatic, I I have to had to be in the mood for those movies. Yeah, and I kind of forced myself to be in the mood to watch those movies, so I yeah. feel like that was a little discretion thing. Yeah, but, I got you. I mean, Grand Budapest, I didn't have to feel like I was in the mood for that yeah. movie. Grand which was Budapest nice. is is his best in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, that just goes to show you how much you like this one. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe so, uh, maybe a rewatch on Grand Budapest might change that. But until yeah. then, I'm going to put this on the shelf because it was just so damn good. A great holiday movie for Thanksgiving, too, if you want to have the kids circle around a TV and not a campfire and just yeah. have their eyeballs sucked into a babysitting TV. It'd be great. It will, it will warm them as much as a campfire would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a fantastic film even like not just an animated film it's just a, a good film overall mm-hmm. um great vocal performances uh full of wit and dry humor which i love so and i also oh, makes me want to watch the behind the scenes stuff too yeah the behind which the scenes is stuff is really me. cool that scene where uh they're in the sewer and um the water is falling behind mr fox and mrs fox mm-hmm. is gorgeous it just popped up on the trailer that i'm watching yeah. right now it's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous film, so it obviously definitely goes on the shelf. 100%. Uh, yeah, so fantastic. Mr. Fox goes onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week. Wow. Yes. It feels like we just did this three weeks ago. It's something uh, like that. Yeah. I don't know how so, addition works. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, streaming roulette, we spin a very real wheel the size of Rhode Island that contains every movie on every subscription service we sub- subscribe to uh streaming service we subscribe to and we mm-hmm. spin it three times and pick the one we want to watch most out of those three times so without any further ado here comes spin number one diego maradona it is a biography sport film from 2019 is it a soccer player uh is that a soccer player uh it's yep. a documentary, documentary sport yeah. Constructed from over 500 hours of never-before-seen footage, this documentary centers on the career of celebrated football player Diego Maradona, who played for SSC Napoli in the 1980s. It is directed by Asif Kapadia, uh, starring Diego Maradona, Dalma Maradona, Pele, uh, Corrado Forlano, and others. And that is going to be on HBO Max, 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Diego Maradona. 
So that is our first option. Here comes spin number two. A jig, 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 jig. Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. I would like to oh, not God. watch this. Can I spin it again? <laughs> uh, f- fuck it. Unpopular opinion. I do not care for Beyonce. I do not get the hype around film her. Film by Beyonce. So I'm spinning again. A jig, 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 jig. Okay, that's a comedy f- special. Okay. Here we go. The Siege of Jadotville. Uh, with uh, hold on, the siege of 2016. Jato- it's a 2016. war action film on yes. Netflix. On Netflix, it is Irish com- commandant Pat Quinlan leads a standoff with troops against French and Belgian mercenaries in the Congo during the early 1960s. Do you think they're going to see mutated gorillas? I don't know, but is that Mister Fifty Shades of Grey himself? It. Is I believe it is the guy who does not want to be involved in being told that he's been a part of that movie. Anymore. Yes, <laughs> directed by Richie Smith, uh, written by Kevin Broadbent and Declan Power. It is starring Jamie Dornan, uh, Finn O'Shea, Sam Keeley, Ronan Rafferty, uh, my, Mark Strong. Good old Mark Strong mm-hmm. is in there. Uh, Fiona Glascott. Uh, her picture is just her in water. I oh. hope she's okay. Uh, she actually died after taking that picture. You know, oh, Can you make, imagine let me if make she sure did? she's not dead. Let me make sure she's not dead. Okay. Accor- um, Funny well, enough, she was born in Waterford, Ireland. Well, there you go. So, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is going to be on Netflix. It is a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and it is Siege at Jadotville. So that's spin number two. Here comes spin number three. That is a concert movie as well. God damn. God. Frankenweenie. We have the chance to do three animated movies in a row here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've seen Frankenweenie for. Uh, I'm down, and I'll spit this little fact for you right now. I'm down for Frankenweenie. Okay. Um, we ha- I haven't described it yet. I don't care. I know exactly uh, what well, it's about. <laughs> Let me see where we're at here. Uh, it's the same run runtime as uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox too on Disney Plus, and of course you can rent it other places as well. Uh, when a you know what, if you're down for that, I am too. I think it, it's only fitting that we do three animated films in a row. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like we gotta. Yeah, I've already seen this. Are you okay with that? I haven't seen it, so I'm okay yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, when a boy's beloved dog passes away, suddenly he attempts to bring the animal back to life through a powerful science experiment. Directed by Tim Burton, written by Leonard Rips, uh, the 1984 screenplay, uh, and Tim Burton, who had the original idea, and John August wrote the actual screenplay for this version. Mm-hmm, it's based mm-hmm. off of a short that Tim Burton made uh, a long time ago. Uh, stars Winona Ryder, Catherine Kath, uh, O'Hara, Martin Short. Good old Martin Short. Martin, Martin Landau. Short. Good old Martin Landau. That's uh, Charlie, two animated movies with Martin Short. Yeah, Charlie Tahan, who I believe is in Ozark. Uh, he is in Ozark. Yeah, he plays uh, he plays Wyatt in Ozark. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, Tom Kenny, good old SpongeBob himself. First we have Squidward in Let's Treasure go. Island or Treasure Planet, and now we have Tom Kenny. We're knocking them God. all out. Uh, Atticus Schaefer is also uh, in there. Uh, who else? D. Bradley Baker. He's a voice in there. Christopher Lee's a voice in there. Uh, Frank Weller. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we're doing Frankenweenie then. Frankenweener. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I watched this at a very strange point in my life, and uh, maybe I'll discuss <laughs> that later next week. Uh, Perfect. Uh, yeah. 
Sparky is a great dog, a great friend. The best dog a kid could have. When you lose someone you love, they never really leave you. He'll always be in your heart. I don't want him in my heart. I want him here with me. The nervous system is just wires and cables. Even after death, the muscles respond to electricity. <laughs> alive you can't tell anyone promise promise victor brought an animal back to life with lightning and boom and so frank and weenie is our assignment for next week you can find that on disney plus as well as renting it other places thank you everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on instagram we are keystone underscore film underscore review facebook tiktok and youtube keystone film review and on letterboxd i am mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we watch a frankenstein movie but about a dog and we all know how i feel about frankenstein and dogs and wieners yeah just dogs in general not oh yeah okay wiener dogs oh i never said that oh goodbye everybody have a good cussing week yeah cuss you mm-hmm.